The Will Cain Show podcast is presented by the Capital One Saver Card. Earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment, 2% at grocery stores, and 1% on all of their purchases. We have Anna Rossini. God, my earpiece is so loud right there, so I'm sorry. Mid-sentence there, getting cut off. Will Kane Rossini here on the Rosillo Show. It's ESPN Radio, giving you Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Best phones, best networks, no contracts. There was a tease written up here that I guess I was supposed to read that we were going to talk football and that Diana is a lot of fun. and She has a lot of stories to tell us. I think there could be one about her fortune. Um, so I think we need to get to some of that stuff too. Let's, let's do it. Let's start Fortune with the news sounds like you're talking about money. I don't have any of that. So. No, not, although I had a guy last night, foreigner, as I was buying gas, go, are you in on Bitcoin? And I went, eh, there could be a bubble. There could be a bubble coming here. <laughs> Good okay. advice. Now, the interim head coach of the Giants, you know, it's mm-hmm. Steve Spagnuolo. You've been on the story. You were calling us from down there, uh, in East Rutherford, right? And yeah. they named Eli the guy. So here's their head coach as of right now. I'll get your thoughts, Anna. Eli Manning will be the quarterback. Uh, for this football team in this game. Okay, the why, Eli, uh, all I can tell you is this. Uh, when uh, John Mara and I talked, one of the first things he, he asked it was about the quarterback situation, and I said, John, my gut right now is that Eli should be the starter. What you have to understand is when I was coaching just the defense, I have the blinders on, and all I'm worried about is the defense. I stay in my lane. So I didn't have my eyes around what was going on on offense, who was playing, none of that. So I, went, I, I took my gut and visited with the offensive coaches, and together with that and my gut, Eli Manning's going to be our quarterback. Okay, so Spagnolo says it's Eli, he's going. What else can you add to this story that you've picked up from just being around there? Because the whole thing still is kind of confusing. It's very confusing and dramatic and emotional. Um, I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard Eli now speak uh, to the members of the media, and, and even this past week on, on radio appearances that he did. Um, you know, he claims he's not bitter anymore. He's moved on, uh, being a good person, a good teammate. All those Eli Manning kind of sayings that you expect from a guy like that because he, he is uh, such a mature professional. I have a hard time believing, though. And listen, he he probably is high in character. But to think that he's not angry after all of this, he's not angry after that streak is broken for what? For for. For Ben McAdoo, who's no longer there. For Jerry Reese, who's no longer there. And he knows the truth, though. He knows that the owners are ready to move on from him because the owners made that call. And they wouldn't have made that call if they didn't, if they thought that Eli was was going to be with them next season. So he he's just going to finish out here in New York and and move on as as the Giants are now starting their search for the new GM. You think he's gone? He's yeah, gone. Eli's. Wow. I think just from from gathering enough information. From, from not just people within the Giants organization, but even outside from 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 other teams that are talking about it, They're, everyone is planning on Eli Manning being no longer a New York Giant at the end of the season. Where's Spagnuolo from? Like Bensonhurst? Like, mm-hmm. too bad you couldn't hear it because I never noticed his Italian accent before. Like, what's his wrong Northeast, with that? No, no, what's I, that's why that? I bring yeah, it up, Rossini. I thought you might have felt really no meatballs for you. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the Saints have been rolling, and you've been assigned to them more than anybody else, right? I mean, I understand their most Wait, recent losses. the Giants so really quick? Yeah. This Dave Gettleman idea, you know, spent all these years in the New York Giants organization, and I had somebody um, with the Giants point this out to me because I said, what are they looking for here? What do you? How, how are they going about this? He goes, do yourself a favor. Go to the Giants website. Pull up the bios of all the people on this staff. And you're going to notice something. If you notice it, call me back. Took a look at it. The assistant GM, the lead scout, the second scout, all have been there more than 15 years. 
the assistant GMs 15 years, the lead scout 25 years, they don't make changes in New York. You know, we always talk about it, but I never really knew what that meant until I looked at the bios. And the fact that they're going back, that the lead candidate is somebody that has already been on their staff, it actually would make a lot of sense to go. That sounds like the style that the New York Giants would do. Someone they know, and he obviously knows all these guys that are already on the personnel who are already part of this staff. The only thing that throws a little wrench in it is that they, they did make those firings, you know, before the season. That was very unlike Giants. But the Dave Gettleman thing just makes a lot of sense. Where are you going this weekend? <laughs> I am going to Kansas City. Got... How disappointed are you in that fact? Why do you think I'm disappointed? Because. What's your favorite is it my city? Face? What is the city you want to go to the most? What's the one that gets <sighs> your fist pumping? Right now, I would say New Orleans. Despite the fact that I've had two sto- two phones stolen from there. Um, that's another story. But I think right now, right now. Th- that city is rolling when the Saints win. And I know you can say that about every city, you know, when you have a a winning team. I I lived in New York when the Giants were were making that run in the Super Bowl in 2008, and it was cool, but it's not like this. And to cover a team where the entire city is so into it, and there are Saints flags and shirts in every storefront, people are acting like, like this is it again. Like they are going to the Super Bowl, and then, of course, covering them is just really fun. Well, now that you've moved on from, like, Razoo's then, because you've been there so many times (laughs) as a local, uh, what? How? How are you being treated? Like, are you are you seeing other sites? Are you doing things that that us tourists don't understand? Well, I'm not a I'm not a tourist. That's there. what I mean. Oh, oh that, I see you're saying like, like like what have I learned? I really wants to hammer that it, point home. Yes. Well, I've worked not on the act. I'm not. I, I am a local of Louisiana. No. Um. I do feel like a tourist when I'm down there. I still do things like I get my fortune told. I walk around. Wait, wait, I'm back really, up. I'm really into voodoo. So <laughs> now you're into voodoo though for a while, and it's just only been, <laughs> so what. What happens when the fortune teller tells you your fortune? What did she say? And well, I don't want to judge, but I'm assuming female. It was a female. You don't run into a lot of male fortune tellers. It's just just realize that. That is yeah. interesting. Yeah. I wonder why. Sexist kind of? Yeah, that yes. is. Hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> when I got my fortune told, though, I just assumed it was something, you know, 10 bucks. And, you, you know, you, you tell me I'm going to have two kids, you know, and, and which. <laughs> Five is, bucks a kid. Yeah. You know, she basically, like, heard my last name was like Italian. Yeah. Probably four, you know. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the lady I get right, so I'm I'm with a friend of mine who who's also a reporter, and she gets told her fortune first, and I'm listening in. And she's, you're allowed to listen in, yeah, which is really cool, um, because it's kind of fun to like watch your friend freak out, like hearing her fortune, and she's like real serious about it too. So she's like looking in the eyes of the fortune teller, and the, the fortune teller tells her, you know, you're gonna get married, and you're gonna have kids, and you're gonna have a lot of money. And she's like, but what about my professional career? You're gonna be a star, like. She got everything. She got the whole she deal. She got the lottery. Like, go, go, go. Was it Beetle? Were you with Beetle? <laughs> <laughs> Diana Rossini's in the studio with us. So your fortune. Man. What? How bad was it? I mean, there's just no hope for me in any area. It was like. Wait a minute. Come on. She didn't do that. Well, no she picked way. up all my personality quickly. Like, she knew work was like my thing. So she's. So I said, you know, uh, where do you see my, you know, my career? You know, I'm, I'm trying to make some jumps over the next few years. She's like, oh, it's not gonna work. I said, well, I said, should I should I change careers? She's like, yeah. <laughs> so now I'm sitting back? there, and so now my my brain is like going a million miles an hour. Like, well, do you have a suggestion? Like, like you know, and and she's like, you should do something with with people and talking. I'm like, that well, that's what I do now. It seems a little vague. It was very. What about big. dudes? What did you say about dudes? Yeah, well, then that was my next thing because now I'm thinking, all right, well, I'm going to be unemployed, so I'm going to need somebody to pay my bills. So I said, well, <laughs> will I meet anyone soon? I hope. Yeah. Well, I didn't say love. I just said male. I said, well, what about like a male in my life? 
And she's like, oh, this is just really hard because I don't see anything there either. I'm like, this like this is awful. This is the worst I don't think these place. Fortunes, I didn't know people did that. But here's the best. So, so you go, at the end, you go to pay. She's like $70. I go, $70 for the worst news ever? Like for me to walk away, basically, I'm going to be broke, loveless, um, and I'll probably be doing her job soon. Just make it up. Well, <laughs> tell everybody that. But, but my friend Jane, she's off living a great life. That's crazy that she went. Okay, I'm. She's getting the awesome fortune, and I'm giving this I one. Over Wouldn't here. you love to know the background on like what how they come up with that stuff? Oh, it's it's very easy. I could do it. I could do it next week. Oh, please, they read you like yeah, a book. I must, but I don't know what but about my person. Yeah, why did she dog you the exactly. whole time? Do, do, do I have a vibe about me that's like hmm, sad? I could do your fortune right now. Will. Ooh. Go. Well, I don't think that's how it works. I don't think you hang out with somebody for three months, talk to them for three hours a day, and then go, I can tell you your fortune. It's, yeah, that's The whole true. thing is predicated on meeting you in five minutes. Here's the thing with that. That's if why I'd be better could... at it. I would only do people that I knew. <laughs> if they could tell the fortune, they could tell us all about stocks and our lotteries. Exactly. They could tell us who's going to win the game on Sunday. So, but you know com- what? I'm going to find love, and I'm going to make money. So, there you go. But Done. in the commercial that's break, will you tell me my fortune? Because I... I we got some things. Yeah, and by the way, from the sounds of that from Rossini right there, look out Kansas City. All right. <laughs> Here I come, barbecue. Thank you. We'll uh, check in with Diana again throughout the football season. But coming up next, I want to get back to the thing that Will and I were arguing before the hard out. That's next on ESPN Radio, the Rosillo Show. In life, there are talkers and there are doers. Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. Starting his business out of a one-room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers. Now, there's a clear choice. Do you want a debater or a doer? Someone who can fix health care, who's done it. A guy who's unafraid of tough challenges, who has a track record creating jobs, who's taken on the NRA and won. That's Mike Bloomberg, a proven leader who can unite our country and get big things done. That's who can beat Trump. That's who we need in the White House. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. I have to go to the gym and untangle my headphones while warming up on the treadmill. And I'll finally untangle them four miles later, at which point I'm going to be real tired. Oh, yeah. Motorcycles make everything exciting. And when Geico makes it easy to switch and save on motorcycle insurance, it's even more exciting. And once I put my headphones in, I'll realize my phone's dead. Then I get to run in silence. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Keep downloading the podcast. You get a chance to at least subscribe to it. Uh, I've broken the record now three straight months. So good stuff. And also a reminder here with Will Kane, V Week. Please join ESPN and the V Foundation in the fight against cancer. Visit v.org forward slash donate. All donations benefit the V Foundation for Cancer Research. I actually was listening to the Jimmy V speech last night when I was driving home. I was listening to College Hoops on the ESPN radio station and me on too. satellite. Heard and, last night on the station. Yeah, and yeah, I caught it again. I've listened to it a million times. I'm not going to say anything that's new, but when you do stop and listen to it, you're like, man. And so if you can donate, that would be great and uh, a big part of, of what we're doing here throughout the year, especially the the auction stuff. I don't know how to transition back into this, but I'm just going to try. Do, uh, it. do it. You talked about Kaepernick receiving the Muhammad Ali Award for his Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year as well. 
Um, and then it became a topic. And this actually, when Kaepernick first what didn't look like he was going to play, and we not all of us, look, I still thought he was going to get a job. He did not. I was wrong about that part of it. But before we even were sure what was going to happen here with his career, the Kaepernick-Muhammad Ali comparisons were coming out, and I was like, man, come on. Like One guy's a marginal starter. The other guy's the greatest fighter in the world at that time, losing basically four years of his prime. And maybe I focus too much on the sports side of it. I don't know if the social impact thing can be the same, considering Muhammad Ali ended up being maybe the most recognizable face on the planet. And, you know, maybe I'm not projecting enough of what Kaepernick's story ultimately is going to be. So I got into some disagreements about that kind of stuff uh, with a bunch of people on social media because Esquire, I think, did a thing like, is he Muhammad Ali? And it's great clickbait, too. Like, I not only read it, I commented and, and bought right into it. I resisted that comp. But you got heat. Because you brought up Muhammad Ali's initial thoughts on um, his studies of the nation of Islam, correct? So how did that connect to Kaepernick? How I don't want to speak for you because I, I know we're probably going to go at it here, but how how were you making that connection? What was the motivation Here's, for making that? The motivation for making that is this. The question is, should, as you just started to debate for yourself right there, or can Ali and Kaepernick be compared? Quite obviously, you can point out differences between the two men, most notably in their athletic achievements. But what my contention was is, yes. And by the way, this is no insult to either one of them. The comparisons are, in many ways, eerie. And what I said is they both, to their credit, sincerely believe in the causes they advocate for. To their credit, willing to sacrifice their athletic careers for greater causes. And to their discredit, in my estimation show a lack of understanding or a wrongness on certain issues that they also threaten to bring us apart. They're different in how they did that. With Kaepernick, it's loose grasp of the issues, inaccuracies or sloppiness that manifest in socks or T-shirts or tweeting out that cops are modern-day slave catchers. The kind of hyperbole and distortion of our issues, and there are issues, that does not help us come together to solve problems but pull us apart on tangents of food fight you know, societal problems. With Ali, you cannot mythologize Ali to the extent that truth is no longer important. Muhammad Ali is a transcendental figure by the end. I grew up in a house where he was idolized, man. My dad thought he was an iconoclast, an athletic amazement, um, self-promotion that everyone loved at the end. He's dripping in charisma, and he did good things. But in his early years, and you pointed out earlier, he did disavow this stuff. But the kind of stuff that Ali said is horrendous and you i mean it's it's openly bigoted it's black people and white people should not be together they should not intermarry bluebirds should stay with bluebirds redbirds should stay with redbirds the stuff's all over youtube if you doubt my words you can hear it from ali's own words no it's true because he does he shoots it down in any book that gets into that stuff but what i what i didn't understand in our disagreement is that like you come back at me and say the majority of black people didn't feel the way ali felt what i'm saying is that even if i can disagree with ali there's part of me that understands like if i felt like my people are being treated like crap all the time i'm driving around like, can't you understand how he could be, especially at that point, impressionable and decide, you know what? Like, if this is the way I'm going to be treated, like, I'm out. Like, I no, want it. I can't. You right? can't. So that's our not, biggest disagreement here that thing. you can't even you can't disagree with it yet still understand his path to that that kind of mental like, state. You act like that mental state was monolithic in the African-American. I'm not population. saying that. And you okay. keep coming back at me with stats. To disprove. No, forget the stats for a second. But. There, there is the point of saying it's not monolithic is you can have that shared experience, which I did not have, but the African American population in the 1960s shared and come to very different places. And then when you do, you can go, how did that guy end up in that bigoted place? 
So in other words, Martin Luther King can go through the same thing and arrive at a different place. And, and Muhammad Ali had harsh things to say about not just Martin Luther King, but Malcolm X, who eventually sold out as well. The point is, you don't have to say it's, it doesn't you don't lead from empathy to understanding of where Ali was. You can have, be empathetic. And, and say that the, 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 the black plight in America in the 50s and 60s is horrendous. That doesn't lead you to where Ali got. All right. But I, I guess I can, what I think we're differing here is that you are upset with him getting to that point or being at that point ideologically in the beginning of his path. And I'm saying I, I don't have to like it. I don't have to like him arguing for segregation, essentially. But I can understand why you do it. I can understand how he got there. What I'm going to say to you, we got Will Kane Rosillo Show at ESPN Radio, is that so you get trash for bringing up all that stuff, saying that Kaepernick and Ali are actually more alike than people realize. Mm-hmm. But can you understand where people would be really frustrated with you is that you would use something where you go, hey, this is good. Nobody else is going to say this. And I'm going to bring up all the negatives. It feels like you were arguing they were similar on a negative far more than a positive, that you were reminding people, accurately so, of what Muhammad Ali is, but that's why people didn't like the TV hit or the people that came after you came after you the way they did. My response to that is this. I'm not here to lionize or necessarily simplify, mythologize, or applaud and simplify anyone. And that is a mark of honor for them. When I look at Colin Kaepernick, I can spend the first three minutes talking about how while I disagree with him on many issues, I can see the sacrifice, commitment, and sincerity that has. But all you heard was me saying, and you can be proverbial or it can be you, Ryan Rosillo, all you heard was the criticism that I've been consistent with. And I will apply that same thing to Muhammad Ali. I don't care if it's 2017 or 1961. You do not have to to honor someone. You do not have to simplify and mythologize them. You know what's better? To analyze them accurately and truthfully. This is who he was. And I said at the end, by the way, people change. Muhammad Ali changed. You can forgive. You should forgive, but you don't pretend like things didn't happen. And I see similarities. Now, it, of course— But I don't think whenever we talk about Muhammad Ali, the stuff you're talking real about— Real quick, the beginning I spend more of the time on the negative thing, you said, right. because that's where the point of contention comes. Now the conversation's there. No one says, you know what, let's talk your right, Will, about the, the sacrifice you acknowledged. Let's spend some more time on that. They go straight to the part— where there's a disagreement, which right. is what the show is. And honestly, well, you've been on— This one, too, in right. any conversation. No, I don't think that's what this show is about. I, I, I know you're defining shows. I'm saying, we just did this, and you chose to go to that part of what I had to say, not the sacrifice part. But that's human nature. Yeah, it's not a show the whole thing. It's a human on, nature yeah, thing. But the reason we did it is because we were reacting to how people reacted to your hit, and you go, hey, everybody's upset with me because I said this part of the Muhammad Ali thing. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, is it always honor to leave everything in? Or do you have to bring everything up to tell the full Muhammad Ali? Like, I don't know. I don't think that stuff ever comes up anymore because of where Muhammad Ali ended at the end of this thing. No, it's because they don't know about it and they mythologized him into a simplified figure. People do not know that Muhammad Ali said that stuff. They do not know it. So if you were to talk about another figure, like, you know, if... I See, the thing is, comparing anyone to Ali is almost impossible. So as soon as I do this, I know I'm going to regret it. But... Like when George Steinbrenner dies, I don't go that day. Yeah, you know, he did get banned from baseball and, you know, made mm-hmm. some bad trades. Totally agree. Was today the day? No, today was not the day, but I'm I'm making the point. I see, I knew you were going to do that. I knew well, but I'm with it. you. That's a point I've made before. On the day somebody's died, it's not the day you go, you know what? Whoever it is, there's been plenty. We've had opportunities to do this. But, like, you know. I don't yeah, know. I realize Muhammad Ali didn't die A year or two yesterday. later, you can yeah. talk about the whole story. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, see, the thing is, I knew once I started going down that road, you weren't going to let that go because the death has been so much. Well, it just past. wasn't right. <laughs> yeah, so I, I it, it's just it, the Ollie comp thing is, is really hard. All right, coming up next, top five, bottom three, and uh, the Russell Wilson take that actually isn't that unique anymore. It doesn't seem like it. Will Kane, the Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio. Now that Human Resources Director Fernando Pino has Kronos for HR, payroll, talent, and time, he's completely crushing it. He even has his own hype song. Supporting our entire workforce, everyone has different hours, skill sets, and pay grades. Motivating and engaging our people every step of the way. Kronos, HR solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. I'm on the top, I'm gonna rise up. I'm on the top, top, I'm gonna rise up. I'm on the top. Okay, Sarudi came to us with something where I, I cannot believe he has this thing ranked as low as he possibly does, and it just it just happens. So do we have a piece of audio that we want to play a little bit later? We're going to do top five, bottom three here. We're going to do this thing on this job opening, right? All right. You want to do it later? I don't know. We're, we kind of, I think we've decided to do this uh, now. All right. Actually, you know what? we got breaking news. So we do. Okay. i got a million things going on. Will Kane, Rosillo Show. Hi. How are you? It's ESPN Radio. Forget top five, bottom three for now. Forget Arkansas right now because Saruti doesn't think Arkansas is a good job. We'll do that later. Uh, we have breaking news, a story we've been talking about now for months. ESPN.com's Adam Schefter, first reported by Pro Football Talk, confirmed by ESPN. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell has been signed to a contract extension. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're telling me is Mike Mitchell didn't get he didn't have a lot of influence last night. What's his name? The Pittsburgh. In the fight against cancer. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Didn't uh, didn't get this guy out of there. No, I think it's more your guy. Well, that's what the Jerry. Steelers defensive back was saying. I'm in with Jerry now. Throwing my lot with Jerry. <laughs> you didn't see those tweets? I did I did? I'm just after Juju's suspension. I'm out. I'm with Jerry. I'm with Jerry. So really, Goodell signed again, huh? Well, Jerry called off the dogs in the last couple of weeks, right? He had a little bit. And everybody thought this deal. I, I actually kind of agreed with some of the stuff that Jerry would say. They'd be like, wait a minute, if we still have a year and a half on this deal, what the hell's a rush? What are we doing? It makes a ton of sense. Yeah, we can figure this out. Let's see how this is going. Now we have to figure out, okay, what does this mean? Does it mean he got the exact same deal with the same compensation flow chart? Did he get the plane? Did he get the plane? Did he get the lifetime health insurance for he and his entire family? That's what I love about anybody making about $45, $50 million a year. Oh, and... And then people go, well, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. You're making $50 million a year. Why, why can't you just pay for your own jet? Yeah, because it's nice to not pay for it. Those can rack up, too. Huge. Yeah. You ever taken a private jet? I played the fifth. Nah, yeah. Nah, I have. I have, yeah. yeah. Your plane? I got a little something back in Texas. No, <laughs> no way. No, I'm kidding. But I have. You have? I'm joking. Wait a minute. I don't understand. Are you afraid <laughs> to admit... Are you afraid to admit that you've been on a private jet multiple no, times? No, yes. I've been on a private jet multiple times. Yes. What you got on that? Have you? I'm sure you have. Twice, yeah. Not my jet. Shocking. I know. Yeah, not mine either. No, it's great when somebody invites you because the plane's already paid for, so they don't go, hey, your seat's well, going to cost. I 
didn't have to chip on that one time. If you did chip in once, that's that's more than I've ever done. I got pitched by wheels up on the way back from a football game, and I go, hey, thanks for the ride, guys, but I'm probably not at your level right now. Probably not. But you get on it once. Boy, it's a good time. So that's why I get why Goodell did this. What's the breaking news? That's the announcement. What does it really mean? What's the topic and all this? I don't know. I don't think it's that surprising. I don't think, but I also didn't think it was that surprising for Jerry Jones to go, you know what? We pay you a lot of money. Let's just take a closer look at this thing. If that had been motivated by just some questions that were smart from a fiscal guy, okay. Was it all motivated by Ezekiel being suspended when he didn't think he was? Okay. A lot of people believe, believe, believe that too. I've heard strong arguments on both sides, mm-hmm. but I don't know what this extension means because it's one of two things. It's either the committee. Push this thing through. That group of six guys with Arthur Blank as the head of the compensation committee said, we don't care about Jerry. We want to make our move. This deal's been on the table. Everybody knows that it could have been signed before, and Jerry's trying to hold it up, and it's the same deal, and Roger makes out like a bandit in this whole deal. Or if they change around some of the compensation, some of the numbers, percentages, where Roger Roger did this deal. Like some of these people are going, oh, Roger's incensed. He could walk away. Be like, nope. No, he's not. Because those NFL live hits are nice, but they're not going to pay the same. He made out like a bandit. Yeah. They didn't renegotiate this thing in the past month and a half on a total, like, let's just let's scratch this one. We'll start again fresh. They did yeah. not do that. Trey Wingo. Hey, I'm Trey Wingo with Diana Rossini, Damian Woody, and the former commissioner, Roger Goodell. Okay, emoji face time. <laughs> What's your emoji for the Kansas first, City Chiefs? Damian's dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah. Kamish, can you hold on for a sec? <laughs> Uh, yeah, he wasn't walking away. You're right. Your instincts are right on this, that the deal got done. The deal had been out there for a while. Jerry mucked it up for a bit, but it didn't happen. It was fun, though. It was fun doing those segments. What would they do? Who would they was get? Was it fun? Uh, I had fun on a couple of them, yeah. Because I understood Jerry's point. Like I've, As I've said all along, you can be making billions as owners, and some were arguing, hey, we're not, I'm not, as an owner, I'm not actually pocketing $50 million in this. I'd be like, okay, well, we'll see about that. Appreciation not being factored in, all that stuff. But that the owners, enough of them get messed with, like a Kraft, like a Jerry, like some other guys that have lost players. I thought maybe they'd go, hey, how much are you paying this guy to tell us we're wrong all the time? Right. Like that was my line. I liked that line. Did I credit you every time I said it? Did you say it somewhere else? Might have. This is going to come to your accusation that I repurpose your material. Uh, no, no. I, I, there's a different accusation. <laughs> what was it? So is whoa, there, whoa, 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 what was that one? No, it was, I think one time I told you something off the air, and I was I was oh. afraid that you were using it in an argument like two weeks later. I caught you on first take. I Did go, I? It sounds a little bit like that inside info that I'd given him about something. Mm, I'm I could be careful. I don't um, recall that. Is there something I'm leaving out here? Is there something no, I'm honestly, I, I don't. I don't. I think this thing's story has been drug out and built up and debated and negotiated, and it's reached its conclusion. And Roger Goodell, Bell's whistle celebration will be your commissioner for the foreseeable future. I don't love the giving you the after the fact, like, oh, this is exactly why this happened. Remember the Chip Kelly thing? Like, he won't go to UCLA. He loves Nike. Like, I don't know, Oregon seven years ago. Well, not seven. What, five? Yeah. Oregon five years ago. Got a bunch of sneakers and zip ups. Not going to take the UCLA job. Is mm. there Under Armour or Adidas? Excuse me, Adidas. Uh, Under Armour now? Oh, I'm gonna, I can't even keep track of it. Uh, and then he takes a job, and you go, "Oh, I guess, I guess that Phil Knight thing." So here's here's the question: Is this more about the owners going? We may not like him. We may think he gets paid too much. And I don't want to hear about all the revenue that Goodell's brought in because honestly, I think a lot of people are bringing in revenue in every single sport. I've said this over and over and over again. 
You think they say, do we want somebody else understanding the inner workings of this whole thing like he's understood it for the last 10 years? Do we right. want to invite we somebody show else? The bodies are. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good point, actually. Guy's up to speed. He knows what he's doing. He knows all our dirty laundry. He's not going to let it out. We can establish some level of trust with him. We want to bring in new guy. Have to show him the ropes. Show him we buried everybody. No. More interesting to me is something you just said about Chip. You want to stick with Roger Goodell? Do we no, need to stick with Roger Goodell? We, we can be done. We can be done. I would just Chip, wanted... if, if, if Chip had a do-over and he'd hung out just a little bit longer, would he rather have Oregon than UCLA? I don't know. I'm going to say no. I, I am too. I think a lot of people... I remember one time I got back together with a girlfriend and somebody said, you know, you need to be moving forward in life, not backwards. Yes. And I went, what if I still like her? Hey, sorry, still like you, but I'm a moving forward guy. Did it work out? No. <laughs> I think we're done here. That was the best follow-up question you've ever asked me. <laughs> Hit us up, one com Twitter feed, at Rosillo Show. It just was really insulting from the other person that said it. You're like, oh, I, you know, and I'm like, what are you, Tony Robbins? Like, shut up. Wish I was Tony Robbins. You'd be a good, I could see you doing that. Just killing it. He'd be a great life coach. What's his net worth? More than Goodell's? <sighs> Probably. Let's see if we can do that in our final segment. Yeah. Whose net worth nah, is higher? He's definitely, he's got to be. Because Goodell. Because he's made over $200 million, right? Yeah. He started in the mailroom, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Robbins started in the mailroom of life. <laughs> so that's different. Right. That pays less, probably. Okay, so top five, bottom three. You want to do it tomorrow? I don't care. Yeah, do it with that. Do you want to do the Arkansas thing? Saruti thinks Arkansas's the worst Power Five job in college football. And I asked Saruti, is Arkansas like Nebraska? I've argued for Nebraska's ability to come back. Can Arkansas come back? Hit us up, 100flowers.com, Twitter feed, at Rosilla Show. Also, me thinking about being a morning network anchor. I don't think it's a good fit, but I would take the job. It's ESPN Radio. And now another edition of Obvious News from Geico. Experts now say that wearing more clothes in the winter will, in fact, help you be warmer. We asked cold victim Trent Patterson about this, and here's what he said. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. I I was a little cold, put on a sweater, then wasn't cold. I was like, what? Also in obvious news, Geico makes it easy to save money and easy to reach them with licensed agents available around the clock. So switching is a really smart decision. That's obvious news from Geico. By the way, SMU's Chad Morris has agreed to take a deal as the head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks, Chad Morris, the Razorbacks hope to be in the zone next season. In the zone brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Will Kane closing out the Rosillo Show today on ESPN Radio. We'll get to the network role. I could see you doing network TV. I could. I believe in you. What are you talking about? Like morning show stuff? Yeah. I think I've already probably burned that bridge. You Might think have burned so? it in this one show. No. Hey, listen, man. I think you'd be happy, man. You'd be talking about kids, parenting, soccer practice. I, I love think that it, stuff. Honestly, now that I've thought about it, you need to do it. <laughs> In a three-hour show with you today, I have um, revealed ugly histories of mythologized figures in American history in Muhammad Ali. I have questioned whether or not we should consider burden of proof on sexual harassment allegations. I have taken positions that would be guaranteed to have me out of the Today Show in the, by the B segment. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. I think for you, for your own mental health, 
You just started talking about the best ways to pack up PB and J's. This is who I am. Yeah, but that's I transition from that to soccer practice, no problem. Yeah, but the Today Show can't transition with me. Yeah, but only the Today Solo Show, show can. You, you could set up the cones <laughs> and be like, "Hey, this is how I do it." And Stephanopoulos would be going, "If you guys are on Good Morning America, be like George, get in goal." Show you that how Stephanopoulos is a good one, actually. That dude. That's you. You think he's happy? That you, I've read about this stuff. He's money whipped. He is money whipped. So you don't think Stephanopoulos is creatively challenged anymore on GMA? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I know that he's well compensated. All right, let's do the previously on this instead of coming back to the Arkansas, which I already screwed up, but I look, I just had to go for it. I'm worried about Will today. Previously on the Ryan Rosillo Show. You're more of a morning show guy than I am. There's two slots open. I think the industry understands that. Because whenever when all my buddies that, you know, went over to the network side, I would I would say, What are you doing? Like, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to talk about this stupid crap and the best way to use Ziploc bags a second time and I can give you, you know, twenty five million reasons why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't know. In the beginning I didn't know. And they go low end network TV, over ten million. Matt Lower. Lauer was making $25 million a year. People get mad in network TV. They're like, I'm only making $13 million. I'm at least 20 if that guy's 25 And then, you know, a car service picked us up to, like, bring us out to a dinner, and a dude had a second apartment, and I go, what is what is this? Like, network TV, baby. I go, okay. Let me tell you something. How do you, how do you reuse Ziploc bags yeah. and dressing up for Halloween? Saying happy well. birthday to 108-year-old people? <laughs> yes. You know, oh my gosh, what an interesting stroller. That is amazing. It elevates. Yeah. So what are you doing with the paprika? <laughs> you nailed it, though, at the end with me. That you could not do this for long? Yeah. How much money would it take to money whip Ryan Rosillo into talking about re- reusable ways? I don't think I can do it, man. Bags? I don't think I And everybody can sit there and say, what are you, nuts? I don't know how you could do it for five years. I would not be creatively challenged enough. I used to think I thought that. I used to think that would be part of my possibly. That's I could head. You used to TV. think you could do it. I was on morning TV. I thought. I still think you can. Starting I want you to be Soledad O'Brien. Nice. There you go. Good show. But the first time I walked on that first take, take set, I thought I'm home. <laughs> That's how you felt. But the sports guys, they don't make that network TV. The minute I looked across that table, I said, Stephen A. Smith, you are my Meredith Vieira. <laughs> That's not good in this little mini ways because it makes me Matt Lauer. <laughs> Maybe that's why, yeah. So many ways that was bad. <laughs> so, Rudy, do you want to get in on that? You and I were, you and I have worked together a long time. If I don't want to do a, a LeVar Ball segment, I'm not great to be around. So, yeah, but. Twenty-five mil a year. I I'm not saying I would say no to the I job. I think I think you would soften, and I think you'd be able to do things that would make you happy. And I think you would just kind of be like, eh. I think everybody that would just there's like a, there's a there's a dollar amount that would make you happy. The problem though is if the dollar amount's too big, then you get to the you know I don't I don't care stage. I don't, my language has to be appropriate. But six months into a twenty-five million dollar gig, twenty twelve in your pocket, you're like, I'm not doing Ziplocs. We're not doing that. No, you think he, Matt Lauer would ever do that and be like, "Nope, not talking about this." But see, I would, I would do it for the, at least long enough of what the deal was. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign a deal with a place I worked at and go, "Hey, as soon as the ink is dry on this one, I'm mailing it in day one, and you're going to regret it." 
Like, I don't think I would do that to anybody. I just, I just know myself. I needed. Think about your life too, though. Like you're at home watching games. Like you're coming up with segments like every night. Like all that stuff's written for you on these morning shows. You just read a prompter and you, you like, you don't have to pitch paprika. You don't have to pitch the, the baby stroller. You're just coming in reading the prompter. Okay, but being the, first, entertaining. the first pre-show meeting I show up to and go, okay, what are we doing today? See, they would always, and maybe Will help me out. We could do this all day. I'm always fascinated by the on-air person that doesn't care about what they're doing. Like we've, I've worked with some radio hosts. We'll go, okay, what do you have for me today? And you go, how do you not have anything you want to say? Mm. And I think some of the network morning people just go, you're right. All my segments are written out. All my questions are written out, and I'm just a face. It's a different skill. Yeah, it's a different skill. I mean – the best among them are good interviewers, understand the news cycle, understand objectivity, these kind of things. Except understand for CNN, the issues. <laughs> understand the issues. <laughs> and the one commonality, it's not always there, but is it's personality, it's charisma. You got to get through that Ziploc and paprika segment and people liking you and wanting yeah, to do it with you it. all the way through it. Do they like you? Are we, are you just you can you have to be attractive but not distractingly so. Right? You know, laugh at gentle. yourself, be a little yeah. irreverent, but Just also serious enough to interview the president. Smile, you're making $20 million. Rusilla Show.